Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Beskar Bucket. I am your host, John, and by very, very special request, I have the most requested guest today, my dad. Today Hello. we're gonna be, today we're gonna be talking about uh, toys, Star Wars toys throughout the years, and uh, yeah, how's it going? You excited to be here? I am excited to be here. <laughs> you know, I love to talk about toys. Yeah. So over the years, we we have amassed quite the collection yes we have so is there anything in particular that stands out to you as you know something th what do you think is is the crown jewel of our collection toys specifically uh my personal millennium falcon and you so we actually you had that when you were a kid and yes, yes. And then didn't you restore it completely? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so the backstory is that uh, my sister and I share the same birthday. Of course, you know that's your aunt. And um, while my parents were um, busy for my 11th birthday um, with my sister being born, they bought me the Millennium Falcon in, in 79 as a consolation prize because back then it, was, it cost a fortune. Even back then they were expensive toys. Mm -hmm. So I got the Millennium Falcon uh, for my 11th birthday, and it was one of the few toys that uh, my mom had kept for me throughout the years. I mean, she kept some other small stuff, but I was always surprised she kept the Falcon. And I had continued, well, I, I took a break, obviously, from collecting for a while there. And then um, when I started to get back into collecting, um, well, obviously, right, right around the time you were born, um, well, makes sense. I thought to myself, I should, you know, I'm going to, I took it totally apart because it was dirty from over the years and restored it. New stickers. Um, I was missing the, like a lot of the Falcons are missing the, the struts to the, uh, where the hatch was it open and um, picked, you know, on eBay, you could buy them dirt cheap back then. Now you're not getting anything cheap anymore. Right. But, There's and, that's, gold. and that's why I'd, I always say that after I get you guys out, you and your mom and your sister out of the house, and the puppies, I'm saving the Millennium Falcon next. <laughs> that's my that's my pride and joy. Yeah, I I still think it's funny throughout the years. I mean, because like there there are a couple things, you know, like we've got the 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 12 inch Chewbacca. Mm -hmm. I know that was yours. What yep. what else was saved? Uh, the 12 inch Darth Vader. Right. Um. I think the TIE Fighter is original, the uh, the white one we have. Hmm. And I want to say, I mean, as, as silly as it sounds, they saved one R4, R4-D4. Oh, my hmm. gosh. Um, I don't know if I have any other, the miniature of the, the three and three-quarter action figures. Other than they, I don't know why they would have saved that particular one, but they did. It's the one that sits on my computer desk. Mm-hmm. And you restickered uh, that one as well. I restickered them because there was a minute there where people were making all the reproduction stickers for a lot of this stuff. It's kind of died down because I don't know if it's because Disney got a hold of them or somebody said, "Look, you can't be reproducing." And we own the trademarks. Maybe it was Kenner. I don't know. Well, it, it's, it has now. or Hasbro, right? But it's hard to get some of the reproduction stuff anymore. Um, Except from Australia, because apparently our copyrights don't apply down there. So, 
and the UK for some reason. Because I know, I know you can find the boxes. Yes, um, that guy's still making those boxes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, back to the Falcon. I so that was seventy nine. Right. Would they have been making toys for Empire yet, or would that still be considered the the Star Wars? That was still Star Wars Falcon. Okay. Yeah. Empire toys didn't come out till eighty. They almost they almost completely coincide with the movie, if I remember correct correctly. But lots well, of stark change from from where we're at. Although, now. boy, you couldn't find a tauntaun to save your life back then. Really? Yeah, I don't know why, but I I distinctly remember struggling to find a tauntaun back then because I really wanted one. I really wanted the open belly one, which is you know the the crown jewel of tauntauns today. Mm-hmm. Um, just couldn't find a tauntaun, but. Back to what you're saying, everything that Falcon was pre-Empire, so that there was there was a, a, a gap, and they were I think at that point, you know, things like Toys R Us, Children's Palace still existed back then, and I believe that they were you know get, trying to liquidate those toys in order to get the new stuff in place. Hmm. So, and the Tauntaun that that was the one that was hard to that was a hard to get one. Yes. The Tauntaun, of all things, you know, and that would have been probably a four ninety nine, four dollars and ninety nine cent toy back then. It wasn't mm-hmm. expensive, right? It was expensive for nineteen eighty standards, but not by today. Yeah, right. But that's that's like a twenty dollar toy today, right? It, you just, it was weird how some things were. You know, I never saw Wampas in the store. Mm-hmm. There was no Wampas. It was all <laughs> I know, right? Of all the of all the toys. <laughs> Never saw them in the stores. It's only until later on in years I was collecting them that I found the Wampas. Yeah, but I'm sure you could find the uh, the Imperial, the 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 small cart-looking thing. I forget what it was called. We have one. Imperial cart thing. It, 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 it's, it looks like, I mean, if you put a gonk droid on wheels, essentially. I forget what it's called. It, it was it, it was never in the movies. It was just, it was another one of the things that was just oh for the yes toys. yes, and it had like almost like roller wheels. Yeah, yes. I you know, I don't know where that came from. You could find those everywhere, right? Some of the stuff like the Imperial transport, although it appeared in in the Mandalorian, was never in the original movies. I don't even right. know where that came from. But um, well, you that could was... find those everywhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was that was Lucas being smart and just you know. Yeah, well, we can make toys Funny of everything. story, by the way, I had an Imperial Transport, right? Did you really? Yes. Now, here's the funny story. Since the Statue of Limitations has expired, I'll tell you the truth. They were, they were $9.99 in the store, right? Mm-hmm. Now, back then, you know, everything was keyed manually. They didn't use scanners and stuff like that. Right. Really wanted it. Only had $2 to my name. So I went and I found a dollar ninety nine sticker and put it over top of it and bought it for a dollar ninety nine. I know criminal activity. I know your hopefully doesn't lower your opinion of your dad. But, but yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that. The store is now closed. Maybe I ran it into the ground because it went yeah, out of business. Because you shorted them. Because I'm shorted them that bucks. eight dollars. But yeah, um, but yeah, I I put a dollar ninety. So tax and everything. I think I paid two dollars and five cents for it. Yep. Now, were you able to convince Nana to to give you the to get you the early bird special? No. <laughs> Here's the thing about Star Wars, and I don't know if I've even ever told you this. Obviously, it came out in May of '77, right? Mm-hmm. I never saw Star Wars till Christmas of '77. Mm-hmm. Didn't know the movie existed. Right. So I didn't. I had no 
uh, concept that Star Wars was even. I was nine. Yeah. Right. And I think your your grandmother came to me and said, "Hey, do you want to go to the movies for?" Uh, it might have been like the day after Christmas because back then nothing was open on Christmas, not like it is today. Mm. And I think the day after Christmas, they said, you want to go see a movie? Now, um, obviously, your Aunt Becky hadn't been born yet. Your Uncle Bob, he couldn't care less about Star Wars. I mean, well, that's still I'm not even 100% sure that he's ever seen all the movies. I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked. But, yeah, your Nana's like, hey, let's go see it. When I remember going to the movie theater, it was darn near empty. Really? Yeah, it was darn near empty. And I think it's only because of the timing. Because to have a movie in the theaters for eight months back then, because it continued to play after even I saw it. I saw it one or two more times in the theater. Mm-hmm. I had to beg to go. But I, right. it's, I'm going to say it stayed in the theaters for nine, ten months around here. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, we I didn't see it. Again, for till after Christmas of '77, didn't know the movie existed. Huh. I didn't, you know, because we. No, it's not like I was. We it was today where everything is, you know, instantaneously trans transported through your phones and everything. If your Nana had not suggested that we go see it, mm-hmm. <laughs> who knows if we'd ever been on the journey to the best car bucket here, right? Right. And the unifying fandom network, shameless plug. Shameless plug, that's right. <laughs> so back back to seventy seven when, when all the okay. toys started coming out. What what all did you did you have? It, let, let's say okay, between... originally originally I had I think I started with action figures. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have them all. I only had obviously Luke, I had Leia. I think I had Obi Wan, R two and C three PO. Uh, I didn't. I don't think I ever had a Jawa, which is funny. I didn't have a Jawa until later on. Um, but I can't remember what the original eight pack are. Twelve are pack. I, or twelve? What am I missing? Uh, so you had the Imperial Gunner, Tusken Raider, Darth Vader, Jawa, Stormtrooper. I had a Stormtrooper. Han, Luke, Leia, Obi Wan, Chewbacca. R2 and 3PO. That's your 12. So maybe I had about eight of them then. I had about eight of them. And then, so I got the original figures. Uh, I distinctly remember getting a uh, X-Wing, and that probably would have been birthday or Christmas of 78. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever they, I don't remember if they were out yet by my birthday of 78, but definitely by Christmas of 78. And I think I got a TIE Fighter. And of course, I got the Falcon in 79. I didn't have any other toys from the original movie that I can remember having mm-hmm. other than my stolen Imperial transport. <laughs> you didn't steal it. You just, yeah, my you, discounted, discounted. Yes, exactly. Discounted. Uh, you're right. I didn't technically steal it. I discounted it. Right. Um, so you never had the, the, the back, the, the no. sand speeder or the no. land speeder. Oh, I did have a land speeder. Yes. I forgot about that one. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's funny no to do back though. It's funny to think now, like with with everything we have now in the way of toys and, and how oversaturated the market is. And you mm-hmm. know, we, we've got figures and, and and things releasing every every two, three months in, in waves. To go to think back to okay, you had twelve action figures, a handful of ships. Right. That's really it. That was it. 
So, I mean, 45 years later. But put Kenner on the map, though, didn't it? Yeah. They were an obscure toy company in Cincinnati that probably was lucky to be producing toys. And boy, that. Well, at the time, they were the only people that, that would even hear George Lucas out. Right. Everyone, nobody mm -hmm. else wanted anything to do with it. That's right. And I mean, that's that's just that's indicative of, the, you know, Star Wars as a whole from the very beginning is nobody wanted to nobody wanted to pay for any of this. Nobody. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole so, other show about that. But wow, you're right about the I'm, I'm obsessed with the ILM. I, I told you about the documentary. I'm obsessed mm -hmm. with it. I haven't watched all the episodes yet, but yeah, just to see how the creative creativity came together is amazing. Right. right? Yeah, I really at some point I need to I need to get you in in contact with Ken, because um, he's he's real big into the uh, the the Kenner stuff with not so I don't know so much as the the collecting of it like we do, um, but he he knows all about the history of like the toys and and everyone on the forces behind Star Wars. I I know they they interviewed a couple of the the Kenner designers or or people who worked at Kenner. My mm -hmm. memory is terrible, so. Um, Ken, I know you're listening to this. I'm sorry. I just have a bad memory, but, uh, yeah, I really, I should, I should get you guys in contact. So, cause I know, I know Jesus, a conversation between you two would be phenomenal, but, uh, so, okay, let's, let's fast forward to, to, to 80 to when empire comes out. Right. Okay. What, what was the, other than the, the Tauntaun and the Wampa being impossible to find, what was the one thing that everyone had? Um, I think. I mean, right, probably the X-Wing, but it was the, I think it was a battle-damaged X-Wing, if I remember correctly. It was the same X-Wing, they just re-stickered it. Right. Um, and I kind of swore it was just, they still were pumping out X-Wings and TIE Fighters. Um, and, I mean, they obviously there is a lot more toys for Empire than there were from the original ones. Mm -hmm. And, of course, they exploded with the amount of action figures right. that you could get. But I want to say that you know I I had I had the battle damaged X wing I had another Tie fighter because I'm sure um, I think actually I think the I remember I think the Tie fighter was battle damaged too wasn't it or wasn't there one another one where they had stickers that were different I think so. I can't remember now but yeah, we're fake fans I guess yeah we're fake fans but um. But the one thing that I wanted more than anything else was never going to happen because of the price. It was in 80, it was probably 60 bucks. Mm -hmm. And that was the all-terrain armor transport, which right. is my all-time favorite Star Wars toy ever. And for those of you who aren't watching the video portion of this stream, uh, he's wearing an AT-AT shirt. So that... That kind of goes to show. Um, it's funny, actually, now that I think about it. We're each wearing our favorite favorite thing from Star Wars, or at least our favorite movie, um, on our shirts. I've got my Revenge of the Sith shirt, and you've got an ad at from Empire. So yep. Yep. it's funny how that works out. But, and <laughs> I think it's funny. You, you begged and begged and begged and, and did, never got it. It was but, not getting an ad at because of the cost back then. And now you look at, we, we've got almost the whole fleet. Yep, I need one more ad at to complete the, the Battle of Hoth. Um, and someday I'll get the fifth ad at. I actually have the sticker set for it. 
from from the guy in Australia that we got the original. Mm-hmm. I have the sticker set for it. I just need the ad ad. Um, and of course, it probably at this point would need a complete teardown and restoration if I did find a fifth one. So it, it would right. match the other four. But yeah, because the four we've got are clean. Yeah, I think completely, than- completely, um, hundred percent complete, restored, restickered. I think other than the 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 repro. Um... The guns, chin guns. The chin guns are reproduction, yes. Yeah, because I don't know if those are resin or, or what kind of material they are, but they, for some reason they, they just became so discolored. The original yeah. guns were just, I don't think they made it a couple of years, and yeah, they would turn this yellowish good. Right, but the, the reproduction ones we have are, are almost like a pinkish red. Have you looked at our AT-ATs recently? It's funny, I look at them all the time, but I haven't looked at it that close to see... Well, that's why the four of them are front and center in the collection because those are my favorites. I, I look at them all the time. I've never noticed. I'll have to go down and look at them again. Yeah, yeah. You you should definitely take a look. And um, it, and actually, are the are the power of the force ones? Are they clear? No, I think the power of the force ones. I think they've got the clear tips, but I think the majority of them are just that that like okay, like blue gray. All right. Yeah. Definitely. The the ad ad is. That's the best one. Yeah. Did you have an, an ATST or a snow speeder? Uh, you know, I think I had a snow speeder. I did not have an ATST. Oh, wow, you didn't um, have either of the walkers. Now, here's the thing about the ATST. It's in it's in Empire for like a blip. Mm-hmm. Right. And other than that, it's not really in the movie. Right. Um, I don't honestly remember back then realizing that that was an ATST. To even think mm-hmm. about getting one at that point. It wasn't until Jedi uh return of the jedi came out that you know that was those were prominently figured um in the movie and then i think it, i i know i had one from from return of the jedi right well it's it's funny how that works out because the atst was a background transport in in empire and right. prominently in in jedi but the reverse can be said for the ad ad Right, because it was hardly you see it just in in one overhead shot when when they're transporting uh, Luke to the landing pad. Right, and that's it. I think that's the only time you see an ad. Other than you see a full size shot of the door, of mm-hmm. the side of it when obviously Luke is as a prisoner is being unloaded. Right, but like if you if you weren't paying attention to the shot before that, you'd never know that was you an wouldn't ad-ad. know that that was the side of the ad ad. Right. Yeah. So. Um. And then other than that, I mean, I, I'm trying to think what else was. I mean, they said a Falcon, but I could swear it was just leftover Falcon from. Well, yeah, it was same molds. It I don't think they changed. Yeah, I think they just repackaged it for Empire. Yeah, and I think I'm 99% sure they did the same thing for Jedi. If they even repackaged it for Jedi. Yeah, I don't think they did. But hmm. Yeah, it was the same one. And, you know, yeah. why, why, what, uh, the old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix, don't it. fix it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still I think it's it's if you look at the timeline of of Star Wars and, and I again I, mm-hmm. I I like to look back and see like how it went from okay you had the twelve backs a handful of figures and then it exploded with Empire right so in in exploded relatively and then it got even bigger with Jedi they're making so, everything for Jedi at that point I mean right obscure stuff they were making for Jedi. Return of the Jedi is crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, you know the the my my absolute favorite figure from from any of the three Kenner lines um, is is always been Prune Face. 
I don't know what it's it partially to do with robot chicken shining light on it, but I don't know why I love I love that figure because I've I've got it loose. We've got it on the card and then we've got the um, I don't know if it was power of the force or power of the Jedi, whichever one of the those the, the late 90s, early 2000 lines were. But I've got all three renditions of the the original prune face. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Jedi, they made everything, everything. So it was crazy. Did they make? I, I, you might not know either, but did they make a Max Rebo band for in 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 the original Kenner line? Because I don't think so. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't think they did. I think that might be the one thing that they didn't make. Because I, I I'm I'm I don't think they made size noodles either. The the singer with the long like beak in the mouth yeah. in the end. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that that she made it or that that band had made it to the the toy line. But yet we had Yak Face, you know. Again, see him for half a second and gets an action figure. Yep. Well, so did Hammerhead. True. I mean, yeah. he was in there for like, um, what? Not even. He wasn't even there for ten seconds. You see him in the background, right? Yeah, I think. I think it's literally. I think he's got less than I think ten it's seconds. A, uh, speaking of that. Do you know that those scenes where you see in the cantina, we see, you know, obviously the ones all turned into action figures, all mm -hmm. those background aliens, those were shot like a couple of weeks before the release of the movie. Yeah. At, I don't like they, George Lucas just found somebody and said, look, I just need you to make me some, some monsters. I just need to put something fodder in the background. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that until I, I saw that. I thought that cantina was shot as one continuous. You know, seeing when they when they're filming the original stuff in England, right? Yeah, I didn't realize that that was shot on some backlot warehouse, and I think it was in Los Angeles or Van Nuys or somewhere like that. That's interesting because well, yeah, Mark Hamill said, and I know we're we're getting on a tangent here, but Mark Hamill had said, you know, he read the script and it was like, oh, this big, you know, grandiose scene in the cantina, and he walked in, he's like, oh, there's like. 10 people here 10 people here right so yeah i george lucas just wanted to fill it out and i i don't remember the name of the the costume creator but you know he he randomly found him and it was like hey can you make some monsters for me to to mm -hmm. fill out this scene yep so yep well look they all got their action figures though didn't they hammerhead yeah. i think walrus walrus man walrus man um did dr uh was ezra Evazon. Evazon ever get an action figure and I think about it? I don't I don't think I don't he remember did. ever he ever got one, did he? He got robbed. Well, I mean he not not anymore. He's got plenty of variants out there now, but now, but not I don't think originally he ever did. Yeah, Pond, I know Ponda Baba did, which is Walrus Man. Um I don't who else got an action figure? I think it might have been Ponda Baba and, and, yeah, they, and Hammerhead. They they robbed a few of those those creatures mm -hmm. out there, so well. Oh you know I I think you know when they when between seventy seven and when they when they did the twelve backs going a little bit back to the original movie again, I think that there were intermittent releases of action figures between that and Empire, mm -hmm. and I could have swore I, I did have a Greedo at one point, mm -hmm. and I think I had a Hammerhead at one point too, um, because I remember thinking he was the Hammerhead character was just cool looking, yeah, right, um. And I, I think, I think I actually had. You know, we have a, we obviously have a, perfectly restored cantina, 
playset, but I think I had a Cantina playset even back then. Did you really? Yeah, I might have gotten it late. You know, I think I might have bugged your Nana for one, maybe in the late 79 Christmas-ish thing. <laughs> you know, they were cheap. They are like $1.99 playsets. Well, yeah, because it was a piece of plastic was, with a cardboard backdrop. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, granted, now they're obviously very prized to have. Back then, they produced, you know, millions, a million of them, probably. And they're like $1.99 in the store stuff. It was cheap. And and you look now where we've got, like, the uh, the the Bib Fortuna's throne from the book, or from the, I get, technically, it's from the Mandalorian. Um, but it's $250. And it's, it's literally just the throne in, like, 200 small, tiny pieces. And you get a, you get a Bib Fortuna, a fat Fortuna action figure. And I mean, it's 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 weird to think what what a quote unquote playset has become now. But we'll we'll get to that eventually. I'm, I'm still curious to hear more about the uh, the original Kenner line, and 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 what your your perspective looking back on it now is. I should have so, left them in the package. That's my perspective left. looking back. If if only we had a DeLorean. If only we had a DeLorean, right? Um, well, obviously we still have we have three PL. He's an yep. original in the package 12 back. Yeah, it, it's funny you say that. That we found like a, some obscure flea market place, right? Mm -hmm. Dirt cheap. Yeah, so the, we we have a friend, his name's Toga. Mm -hmm. He I swear to God, he he's got a he's got a collection that puts ours to shame, just to be blunt. Yeah. Um, but you know, he he would always tell us about the, you know, he snagged like an original 12 back for for like 20 bucks from someone who had no idea what was going on i and and i always whenever whenever i see or or hear about toga getting the these fantastic deals i always think back to how we how we got that you know, on the card mint 3po for 50 bucks and and you know that's yeah. that's easily i mean if you look on ebay or anything that's a two to four hundred dollar figure yeah so how about those uh figures that we got that are french yeah the tri logos God, the those, tri logo French ones are still on cards. Those are open. Those are sought after too. The the the, the I, I think it's so funny that the obscure stuff is the the stuff that that's some of the most valuable. Yeah. So I think we have a ATST driver, and we have the B wing pilot. Mm -hmm. Do we have a we have a third one? We have a third. I don't remember what it was. I can't remember what the third one is now. It's been so we keep those in a safe. Well, fireproof yeah. safe because they're so rare that i'm not came I have, to, I have to go back and look that's the problem with i mean we our collection is so big that i sometimes forget what is all in the collection mm -hmm. which like you said that's not even as big as most people's things i can't yeah. imagine how some of these folks keep track of what they got yeah tolga tolga has god i don't i don't even know his house like he's he's probably has like a four or five bedroom house mm -hmm. and Three or four of those rooms are wall to wall with with everything. And that's not including like living rooms or like family rooms or anything like that. Wow. I'm just talking like bedrooms. And oh my god, he gave us a tour once when when he he, he came on the inflatable falcon and uh he, he he gave us like a quick video tour and I was blown away. And you know, I thought our I thought our our collection was impressive. But not so much. Not so much. He is, I think, he's every single Black Series figure ever made. Wow. Yeah. So that's crazy. 
Yeah. I never got into the Black Series. You know that. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm obviously obsessed with the vintage toys because I grew up with them as a child. I mean, that's understandable. I, I think if you ask most people my age, they probably would tell you the same thing. Oh, I had that as a kid. You know what I mean? So to actually still have it, you know what I mean, is just cool. Right. But um, although, um, I mean, there are some other stuff that I wish I had. But, you know, it's just anymore. There was a there was a brief period in time where you could collect inexpensively. Yeah. And I, I don't know, all of a sudden, you know, with the, the rise of the Internet and everybody realized when some of the stuff was finally actually worth just the prices went on. That's why our collecting has slowed down is because the prices are just insane. That's why we don't have a fifth ad at because you can't even buy the junk ones for more less than a couple hundred dollars. Right. So, but yeah, I, I, I think it's, I think it's funny that cause it, it was probably right around the time I was maybe, I don't know, maybe 10 or 11 that you know it, it was one of those things where it was like okay like like the toys time forgot like we would go there all the time when i was a kid yep and you know we you know we pick up you know this or that here and there and then like it got to the point where it was like even like i recognized like wow this stuff is right this this is inflated 200 percent. 200 percent, yeah so and like I, I still go back there and i'm like how are you in business with with some of these things that are we're just having a conversation so for those of you that don't know uh there there is a there's a small like vintage toy shop they don't just do star wars they they do everything um and it's they've it's wall to wall i mean i i swear to god it's packed you can hardly maneuver through there with how much stuff they have but you know it's it's weird going back in there now at like to see it through adult eyes to be like there's no way any of this stuff was this expensive when i was a kid no, they, you're right. They've, they, their prices have gone up to the point where I wonder who's even buying the stuff. Mm -hmm. Unless it's just people that randomly walk in the store and say, wow, I used to have that as a kid. Wow, it's expensive, but hey, what the heck? I just want this one piece. Right. A serious collector wouldn't go into a store like that and go, yes, I'll. Unless it was just something so rare that they were struggling finding and they're just like, oh, okay, screw it. I'm going to way overpay for it. But yeah, it, it's, it's that here and now syndrome. Right. Impulse yeah. buying. Yeah, right. Right. Um, I can't like, we've been to toy stores. We go to all the way. We go all the time. Mm -hmm. These various places. And it's, it's the same thing. Store to store to store. The prices are so high. It's because everyone knows what they have now. Everybody knows what they have now. Right. And that's why, again, our collecting is slowed to a trickle because we can't, you know, I'm not going to overpay 200% to have something. Right. Because we have almost everything. That's the crazy part. <laughs> we have a lot. Yeah. At this point, we're just doubling up on things. I mean, how many, like, how many of the same kind of X-Wing do you need? Well, I mean, some are restickered. Some have a different box. I guess, but I mean, <laughs> it's not yeah. that I would ever stop if I found mm -hmm. one for five bucks. Of course, I'm yeah. buying it. Right. Well, I but I'm not gonna over. I'm not gonna pay two hundred dollars for something I already have. Let's put it that way. Right. Yeah. I I think it's funny you say that because I'd be. I think the most recent vintage thing that we've gotten was I think we got another land speeder because I saw it at the flea market for like ten bucks. 
And well, the guy wanted like 30 bucks for it. And I told him like, I'm not, it's not worth it. So, and well, we got the Falcon. We have another complete original Falcon down there. And I just have to finish it. I just haven't. Where? It's sitting down right. It's sitting on the floor actually towards the back. How have I not? Why do we have so much stuff that I don't even know we have uh, an original go, Falcon? We gotta go look every once in a while. We have another original Falcon. Um, your mom found it on Facebook Marketplace. That's right. The guy had it hanging, like you know, we have our toys hanging off of yeah. fish fishing line. As you do. Um and the guy had it hanging and I could have swore he his you know, it's one of those things his wife said get rid of it. And he sold it. I would say your mom bought it for 70, 80 bucks. But it's it's not complete. It's about eighty-two percent complete. I forgot about that. I because I yeah. do remember that because I, I think you had texted me and asked me if I wanted to go, but I was working. We, or I think we you tried to reprint the slant the struts. That's right for it. Yep. And I don't know if were we ever successful in that. I don't think we ever were. Were we? I I, I got the right color filament. It just um, they just never came out right, did they? Right. So that's gonna be one of those things where we're gonna have to. I need. I know it needs struts. It has the gun on top, believe it or not, but it's missing the seat of all things, which is mm. one of the things that was never missing on them. It was always the guns on top. Right. Has the radar dish, which is important. Does not. Um, doesn't have the. Doesn't have the exercise ball. Right. I think it has the table. It might have the hidden compartment cover. Mm -hmm. It's it's just missing a few minor things, but. One of these days, I'll get around it. That'll be a total strip down, clean, re-sticker, make it look pretty. It'll be a matching set to the to the my original one. Yeah, I I still think we need to get a reproduction box. I, At least I one. would like to have one. Yes, that. How much, what are they even going for? Around like thirty or forty pounds, which is like fifty bucks. I didn't realize that. I thought they were much more expensive than that. Hmm. Well, it's the shipping though from England. Hey, right, five hundred pounds. Right. <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, I still look for the crown. It's not my personal one, but I think one of the crown jewels of Star Wars vintage collecting, of course, is the very last toy ever produced, which was the 1985 A Wing. Mm -hmm. And it, I've only ever seen one actual one, and they produced almost none of them. They are, they go for insane amount of money. But someday I feel like I'm going to be walking through a flea market or a yard sale, and I'm going to go, holy crap. That's Five anyway. bucks. Is that firm? <laughs> I just it feel like. my arm. I just feel like it's going to be one of those things. Yeah. Yeah, I so. always thought it was weird we never had an, an A-Wing. Because I figured, you know, at some point. Yeah. Because, I mean, with, with how OCD that you are, mm -hmm. I figured, you know, before the big collecting boom, I would have. Always saw you would have found one. They're rare. They they only, you know, again another toy where they were only actually in the movie. I mean, I think collectively, if you took all the shots of an A wing out of Return of the Jedi, or a couple of minutes, yeah, five or six minutes, yeah, at most, right? And I don't know if they were actually ever named in the movie, right? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think they were actually ever named. So, you know, they that was one of those things where post-Jedi, you knew, oh, by the way, that ship was called an A-Wing. Right. But yet yeah, the B-Wing was, which, by the way, the B-Wing looks nothing like a B. 
Just for I know where in the hell did Lucas come up with the name B Wing? It doesn't even look like a B. You could right. the X, the Y, the A. I can mm. see it. I never understood the B Wing. I guess you just couldn't call it a T Wing. It, but that's what it should be though—a T Wing, really, right. right? It's a T. Yeah. If I, I ever could... see George Lucas, I'm gonna have a, a stern I... talk with him about that after you you fan girl out. After I yeah, after I fan girl <laughs> drool. And, and, and everything. I'm going to have a stern talk with him about why was the B-Wing, not a T-Wing? Yeah, so it, it's funny It's funny you say you, you bring up the A-Wing in 85, and I feel, I it, obviously I was not around when, when that was the case, but I feel like around then, Star Wars kind of started to trickle out of the mainstream. Star Wars was dead by 84. I'll be totally honest with you. Even I... Had lost interest by '84. Well, you were, and the what? reason being is, is that at that point I was 16. Right. Um, I had gotten my driver's license, and I had totally transitioned away from Star Wars to you know cars. At that point, I, right. I was obsessed with cars, Camaros. Ironically enough. Yeah. Wow, this is starting to sound like an episode of the Inflatable Falcon. Right. Which, by the way, Wednesday nights at 8:30, it is Mike, Ken, myself, and we talk about. Everything. Hey guys, uh, this is Mike Hinton here, part of the Inflatable Falcon podcast, and we're also part of the Unifying Fandom Network of podcasts. And I'm here with my friends, and we talk all things Star Wars. Yeah, my name is John. I'm one of the co-hosts. We talk things from 3D printing to all the costuming groups and going to conventions in our costumes. Yeah, and this is Ken, one of the other co-hosts of the Inflatable Falcon. And when I'm not on the forces behind Star Wars, I'm talking with John and Mike about costuming, making food, fixing our cars, and anything else related to the Star Wars universe. So if you check us out, uh, Wednesdays again, 8.30, we record live, and um, back to your show. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, I, I don't, I did, I don't remember having hardly any toys from Return of the Jedi. And that's only because, you know, at that point I was 14 when it came out. Right. Um, or excuse me, 15. I was 15 when it came out in 83. I don't remember having any of the toys from it. And of course, you know, they had the skiffs and, um, they had Jabba's, uh, palace or not palace, but his. Um, his throne, I'm sorry. Right. They had his throne, and you know they had all kinds of stuff that they were releasing for Return of the Jedi, but I, I didn't have hardly any of it. I just it, by that point I was a teenager and just was trans transitioning away. Obviously, I saw Return of the Jedi in the theaters, mm-hmm. um, a couple of times really, and it was just kind of like that it was the end of the trilogy, and it was a great trilogy, and I put it out of my mind. I'll be honest, I didn't give Star Wars another thought until, um, you know, when the toys started coming back, 96, 97, I don't remember when Power of the Force was introduced. I, it was 97, because that's yeah. when Lucas started promoting the special editions, because he wanted to fund the Phantom Menace. Right. And, and I, I, I mean, Lucas is smart when it came to money. He clearly reintroduced those toys to fund a Phantom Menace. That's, that, that's mean, known. That, that's that's not even... Yeah, you're right. Everybody knows that. But that was so obvious that they did that. But when those toys came back out and, 
you know, 97. I went to see them at Toys R Us. And it got me interested again. You're right. The special editions came out. But that gap between 84-ish and 96, mm-hmm. I, I was not into Star Wars. I just wasn't. So you didn't read any of the books or? You know, I've never read a Star Wars book ever. Really? Never. I've never read any of the, any of the Star Wars books or any of the books that were considered canon or none of them. Well, it, I it guess I get it not honestly. My, it was just not my, I think it was not my my genre. Yeah. Well, I get it honestly because I don't I, I don't read either. I've read Star Wars books, but I don't I hardly hardly read anything. So no, it wasn't wasn't until '97 when the new toys came out, and then I got reintroduced <clears throat> to the collecting again. Mm-hmm. And again, my mother, like I said at the beginning of the show, she had saved some of that stuff. And at that point, I was already out. I was working. I lived. We. I had moved into my own home, and she gave me the toys, kind of like, a, "Here, let's clean the house out." Right. Right. And gave me those toys, and they sat at the house uh, that we lived at before here, until I finally, you know, got them out, and was like, "Hmm, you know what I mean? We should start yeah. collecting." And then when you came along in '99, I was was off and running. Yeah. Because, I mean, I I don't remember, granted, I would have been three, four years old, but I don't remember us really having a whole lot until maybe 04. Because I, I know I, I can... It was when Attack of the Clones came out. That's when I, like, just hit the gas and was we were going. We mm-hmm. were buying toys. Like, there was no tomorrow after Attack of the Clones. Right. Well, I had bought a few here and there just because I, I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. And then when you got to be, you would have been, what, three when clone, Attack of the Clones came out. Yeah. I had to fight with your mother a little bit about getting the Star Wars toys because she was worried you were so little you choke on them. Yeah. Um, well, but we that's when we just start. But you're right. By 04, you know, now you're five. Right? And right. You, I, I still remember you talking about wanting to go see you. Revenge of the Sith. Well, and then on. we got the toys. We we started. I I remember I went back. I actually went to Toys Time for God, if you remember, and I got you a bunch of stuff. Yeah, because Star Wars toys. I, I I vividly remember getting. Um, it was. I I know I got a Power of the Force X Wing. Yep. I got obviously Pilot Luke to mm-hmm. go with the X Wing. Um, I got Han Chewbacca. Obi-Wan Invader. Yep. And I think those were the first Star Wars toys that I got. Yeah. Or at least that I remember getting. And still have. Yeah, right. Because I remember you were you didn't understand it back then. You now now you do. Don't lose any of the little pieces. Mm-hmm. Right. But back then when you're little, you didn't realize it. But right. And I remember you used to get so mad at me because I'd make you put them all back together in order on a shelf. Yep. And you didn't understand why, but now you know why. Yeah. It's the little things. Missing one missile can ruin something, right? Right. Yeah, I mean the look at the 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 guns on the the X-wing. I right. mean those are that, that's another thing that's impossible to find right now. Yeah. Good luck. Thankfully okay. we have all four guns on every X-wing we have. Right. Now we 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 we've kind of skipped a a very important point in time. Uh-oh. The I, cause obviously we've, I think we've got damn near everything now 
Now, uh, yes. Did you get anything from from the Phantom Menace when it came out? Nothing. Funny, I'll tell you another funny story about the Phantom Menace. I was again lost. You know, I was in my career at that point. I was, you know, four years into my career, mm-hmm. and you were born obviously the same year as Phantom Menace. Yeah, it would have been twenty nine days after the Phantom Menace came out. Right. So obviously with your mom being pregnant with you, I was not even thinking about Star Wars, really. I'll be honest. I didn't know the Phantom Menace was even coming out in 99. I'm totally honest. Didn't know. And that is the only Star Wars movie I never saw in the theaters was the Phantom Menace. Yes, we did. You didn't see it when it originally released in theaters. Not when it originally released, but I did technically see it later. But I exactly. never saw it in its premiere release. But, um, I, and it wasn't, you know, and then when Attack of the Clones came out, obviously I went back. I saw that one. Right. And, but, uh, yeah, I didn't, I had nothing from the Phantom Menace, or the Phantom Menace. It wasn't until much later that, as you know, Nobody wanted the Phantom Menace toys, right? Because nobody liked the prequels. To be quite honest, mm-hmm. um, I love the prequels. I actually watched the prequels more than I watched the original trilogy. Yeah, love the prequels. Um, I think that they were they they were so different from the original trilogy. That's why people didn't like them. Mm-hmm. But if you understood, you know, it's a, there was a huge time gap between what 25 years yeah you're getting on a soapbox and i'm I'm gonna cut you off Um, i'm sorry but i i I will take every opportunity that i have to to put you on blast by giving you a great i told you so because when i was a child and not as articulate as i am now as an adult (laughs) i vividly remember you saying how bad the prequels were and i just didn't understand because i was a kid but now we now look how the tables have turned because i can actually explain to you why Revenge of the Sith is the greatest film ever created, and I will die on that hill. But I vaguely remember you hating all three of the prequels when they came out. And that's because they were not like the original trilogy. Mm. And when, you, when you're when you a child watching the original trilogy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you are nine years old in a theater, and you're like, don't, and you see the Star Destroyer come overhead... Right, chasing Tan of Four, which of course nobody knew what the fuck, or excuse me, what the hell that name of that ship was back then, right? Um, you're just that was it. That was that was the the, the pinnacle of Star Wars. When the when the prequels came out, again they were so different from the original trilogy that. When you're when you've seen the original three so many times, and I've seen them hundreds and hundreds of times each, it's crazy. I don't even I don't even have a number. I probably collectively have seen the original three a thousand times. Mm-hmm. That's probably about as many times. I've I mean, seen it, Revenge it, of the it's Sith. it's insane how many times I've seen them. But the you're right when the original came, the prequels came out. I was like, eh, I don't know. You know what I mean? But now you're right. Looking back, see, you can say you told me so, and you're right. The the prequels were are amazing, and that's why I went and got the Phantom Menace toys, which we don't have a lot of them, because I don't remember there being a lot of Phantom Menace toys. There's not a lot. But they we... were so... They seemed like they were much more doing, like, the 
electronic stuff. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it would, I don't know, link to your watch or something. I don't remember. I didn't even was, remember what some of it was. Weird. It was the com link. Com link. That's what it was. Yeah, because yeah. every action figure came with the little chip that you yes. stick in the the additional accessory that you had yes, to buy. Yes, that's right. It was a com link. All right, I couldn't remember what it was, but they were they they totally seemed like they were going that route and away from just you know action figures or just a toy. It was like a land speeder or something, you know, mm-hmm. because there was a, a blue land speeder, which I can't remember. Is this still land speeder? Yeah, it was. It was just from the special editions. Yeah. So you know they 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 were going away from that kind of toy, and they were they were trying to be more techie about it. And you know, I wanted it to be not techie. I wanted it to be nineteen seventy seven again. So right. But yeah, in retrospect, you know, we have what maybe eight to ten. Pieces from the Phantom Menace. I don't even remember. If we mm. even have that many. No, we have some. I know we don't. We have some three packs or something from the Phantom Menace. From the Phantom, you're. Oh, hold on. <laughs> I think you need to rewind because we have a lot more than that. We've got almost the whole line of the Phantom Menace. Yes. Uh, again, that's the problem with having so many toys. You, I don't remember some of it. It's just it's, look at the. Have you ever shown your audience like a picture of the toy collection? I have not. I need to. Maybe that's what you should like insert into the to the, uh, you know, snap a photo, insert it into the this uh, podcast. Well, considering this is an audio primarily podcast, that would be kind of hard to insert a picture. Okay, well you're right. My bad, but it's it's insane how you're right. I've I've lost track of some of the toys. Yeah, I mean, I, I do the same thing. I forget I forget that we had the, um, and again, kind of moving a little bit too forward, but we've got the, you know, the vintage collection AT-AT from, from Endor. I yeah. forgot, because that was a Christmas present for me. Yeah. And I forgot that we had it, because yeah. we've got, what, two or three Power of the Force AT-ATs. We've got, obviously, four of the the Kenner AT-ATs. We have, we have two of the Power of the Force. We have the Hoth AT-AT. Of, of the Power of the Force one, and then we had the Endor at at. But that wasn't Power of the Force. That was the Vintage Collection. That was a whole, totally different line. Because that would have been like... The 2000... Endor at at? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, look at the box. All right. I got to look back again. Uh, yeah. Wow. But... All right. Wow. You know, it's funny. I, I'm down there all the time, constantly walking around these toys, and I. it's funny you forget. I mean, that's what happens when you've been collecting for... 45 years on and off for 45 years right it's it you lose track of some of it i know we have the we also have the the rogue one at at which was yeah. actually not an at at it was an at something else it was a transport at at yeah i think cargo transport at it and there's a c in there somewhere Is it atct some i don't know yeah it's something like that there, there's one letter different and then we have the um they made that one like supersized at at yeah and I can't remember what that was called. That that was that was from two thousand eight or nine. It was around around the same time as the Clone Wars. Um, okay. And and we'll get there in a minute. But I want to touch on the first line of toys that I remember, and that would have been all the Revenge of the Sith toys. Mm-hmm. To me yes. personally, that was the golden age of of modern Star Wars toys. And you have a lot of them. We spent a fortune on your Revenge yeah. of the Sith toys, man. Oh yeah. Because you've got. You got Grievous's wheel. You got the Republic gunship. You got the Arc One Seventy. You have um, 
Obi-Wan and Anakin's interceptors. Yep. And you also have you have Mace Windus? That that was a from that was another like 2006, 2007, 2008. That okay. wasn't a, like a part what of the Revenge the, of the Sith. What line. was the and the in the original and the Battle of Coruscant begin the movie? What's the things that fire the missiles? They almost the, look like a tri. The tri fighters. Is that what it was called? Yeah, okay, you have, I know you got one of those. Yep. Um, you have a. What am I missing? The tri. Did the tri fighters come with the buzz droids? Yeah. You have buzz droids. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um. Gosh, what else do you have? You got. You, got, you actually have multiple Republic gunships because one of them's still in the box. Yeah. Yeah, because we got. Those and we Disney. haven't even touched on that about in the box. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. I and then I over the years because. My my goal, it, it, it before I die, I want to have an entire carded collection of the the entire Revenge of the Sith line. Which God, I don't even want to see what the price tag would look, right. look like on that. But we we've got some carded uh, Revenge of the Sith figures, which that is my favorite packaging. As much as I love the Kenner line, mm-hmm. the the Vader helmet with the Mustafar like lava and flames in that that like dome packaging, I think is is hands down the best that that any of the packaging has ever looked but yeah it, it i i still i i think i've told this story before but God, what would i have been the second first or second grade when when that came out which one ruins of the sith you'd have been six or just about to turn six you might have been going into first grade i think maybe we were actually in kindergarten still Either way, I remember I, I did something right in school. Like maybe I got, you know, an A or two on my report. I had a good report card. I remember that much. Mm-hmm. And in that day, you had taken me. To, we went to Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you, I will never forget this, but I, I got Anakin's Jedi Interceptor, which that that has swayed my memory for life. That that will always be. That's my ad ad. Mm-hmm. Because that was that was the first like brand new toy that I had gotten from Star Wars, mm-hmm. so I still remember that after God what now seventeen years, and you so, still have it with the box, right? So and I can thank you <clears> for that. <throat> you know, foresight is yep. Never throw something. away the boxes. Never throw away not even the cardboard inserts. Don't right. throw anything away. Yeah, I I am grateful that you've taught me that lesson. So. But it, it, was there anything from from that that line that that stuck out to you, or was that just more? So I always like me. some of them were huge, like the Arc One Seventy is huge. Mm-hmm. Like they, the toys were just scale wise were incredible. I I always liked that and the Republic gunship. Actually, didn't we get you the gunship in Disney? Yeah, yeah, at Disney World. Yeah, so. that in. <laughs> I think so. I know we slowed down at least on the new stuff between Revenge of the Sith and then when the Clone Wars came out. Right. I know because there there was obviously there was a lull in in you know content being put out right. you know, in those three short years. Yep. But man, I remember when when the Clone Wars came out and they were again it was it was just like what happened in '97. They were they were gearing up for the Clone Wars TV show, so it was just a massive boom of of new star wars toys that's when they first started doing the vintage collection where yep. the, the the kenner style cards with the updated figures mm-hmm. even the um, toys i mean they started yeah. producing then they then they do the vintage series toys at some point that would that that's still that's pretty recent okay um but i i remember i remember going to target like two three times a week 
going uh, in, in and trying to find all the new. I mean, that was literally like our our day out. Let's, let's yeah. hit, hit up the toy aisles of all the places. Right. And I, I remember we we had brought home so much stuff. So much stuff. Oh my gosh. I don't know how mom didn't kill us. Uh, right. She probably wanted to, but we had an insane amount of toys that we were buying. Because you're right, we there was a there was a, a moment in time there where we were just couldn't control ourselves. But they were pumping out toys, like you know, there'd be like even Target exclusives, and there'd be a Walmart exclusive version. And that's why we have so many B wings. Right. Like we have the Walmart, the Target, the original one, the Toys R Us, one. and the Toys R Us one. Yeah, but it's all pretty much the same B wing. It's it crazy, right? It's 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 different packaging, uh, a different figure. Yeah, we were just, I mean, it, it got out of control there for a minute where we were you're right we were buying toys like crazy mm -hmm. and then i was going online on ebay and right. buying buying i was buying up the power of the force stuff because it was dirt cheap yeah. it had been introduced what and in it was anywhere from 10 to 5 years old give or take ish i don't remember when they, the time frame when they started to finish it start to finish nobody wanted the stuff Mm -hmm. And it was dirt cheap. That's why we have so many mint in the box, never opened, like detention, the detention center things. Um, we have X-Wings that are still in the box, never opened. Um, gosh, we have so much in the box. It was from the power of the force. We and All those three packs of action figures. Yeah. I mean, we must have 10 that have never been opened of, of the originals. Yeah, well, we've got the whole collection of the, the three packs. We and yeah, we've got every single one of them. Too. A couple of them I had to hunt for, but we found them all. Right. But yeah, we have tons, tons of the unopened boxes of stuff mm -hmm. from, especially Power of the Force, which back then was dirt cheap. Nobody wanted it. You could buy stuff for a couple bucks. It was crazy. Well, the figures now you can still find on the card for like five or six bucks. Yeah, it wasn't the figures. It was the toys. Right. You're not finding the unopened stuff now, dirt cheap. Yeah, I went to the exchange. And for those of you who don't live in, in, in the north northeastern part of the country in, in the U.S., um, it's, it's basically like it's... A bunch of everything. It's it, it used to just be like music and movies, but they started buying like collectibles and, and stuff. Um, but I went there a couple months ago. And they had a, a garbage, garbage looking box. Um, I it probably was opened at one point, um, but it was beat to hell. Uh, Millennium, Power of the Force Millennium Falcon, the the orange style box. Mm -hmm. um, and it they wanted a hundred dollars for it. And I wanted to look at the guy and be like, what do you think you have? And they, they think they have looked online and they see stuff going for four and five hundred. And they're like, well, this one's like one fifth is good. So it's a hundred bucks. Right. And I don't think that, that some people realize that, you know, most of the value comes from, you know, no dinged corners, no creases. It, no shelfware. Right, no yellowing yeah. for sh uh, on on any of the figures from right. But yeah, I, I I still I still think very highly of even though everyone hates them still. I love the Power of the Force line. I think they're just they're they're a niche thing that's different from everything else that we have now. Um, and I know you don't keep on it as much as keep up on it as much as I do. Um, but there's a lot of stuff out there right now that you know it's it, it boggles my mind thinking of like 
five, six-year-old me to now 23-year-old me where it's like, wow, I wish I had some of this stuff when I was a kid. And I'm sure you could you could probably say the same for, you know, looking at the stuff that you bought me. Mm -hmm. So, and like you were saying with like the ARC 170, but I mean like, because I like the Black Series figures. I I, th I think the the detail on the six inches are are, are great and the, uh, the, the box art is fantastic, which again, being an adult saying that is just, a concept to, to behold on its own. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I still, I, I look at some of the stuff that, that are coming out now and it's like, wow, this would have been cool when I had, when I was like 10 years old. Yeah. But yeah. So I want, I want to get your thoughts on, on like I, like I said earlier, now it's every six months where you've got like 15 different line or 15 different figures in all three of the major lines mm -hmm. where you've got the black series, the vintage collection, and then the retro collection, which are basically the, they're, they're the Kenner figures that are not three and three quarters, but they're a smidge taller. So you can't sell them as, you know, original Kenner. Mm -hmm. Um, but what are, what are your thoughts on? Cause obviously, you know, like you said, we're, it's starting to trickle now where we're not buying as much. Do you, do you look at some of this stuff like when you're walking through the store and because I know you still go through the toy aisle when you go to Walmart or Target. Of course. Um, is there any of the stuff that you see here? It's like oh, that'd be cool to have for the collection. You know what? It's not anymore. Not not the new stuff. I, I don't like go through and go. Gosh, I really have to have that. Um, it, it's just it, I don't know. It just doesn't feel the same anymore. Mm -hmm. Because you're right, they're releasing like uh, all these action figures every six months. First of all, I couldn't even keep up with it if I wanted to. Right. And you have guys that, you know, whether you whether it's right or wrong, I guess we could debate that. They'll go in there and they'll stock these stores out at six a.m. Buy the entire thing of of what's available, and then turn around and the stuff will be on eBay at noon. I do believe they call them scalpers. Is that what they are? Yeah. Okay, well, whatever they are, it's and it just it kind of ruins the whole collecting because you can't get the entire sets because somebody has bought up everything that's available. Yeah, and that's how you end up with peg warmers like Constable Zuvio and and the most recently the General Lando Calrissian. Um, yeah, the, there's a couple of them that are still left on the shelf that you're like, eh, I just and you know. The action figures are gone over ten dollars a piece easily, mm -hmm. and I just I can't justify ten dollar. It's not ten dollars anymore. It's oh, fifteen. Yeah, I can't justify fifteen dollar action figure anymore. When we have hundreds and hundreds and hundred, I mean, we probably have four hundred action figures. Mm -hmm. It's still in the package on the cards, right? Of various from like you said, all the way from seventy eight to present. So I just can't really justify anymore. So I've limited myself at this point in my life to the scope of I will I want the fifth at fifth ad at. I would never turn down the 85 anyway. Or if I found something vintage, like you know when your mom found that Falcon. Mm -hmm. I mean at some point I'll do that one. Well, you know, you're not gonna turn down a good deal. I'm not gonna turn down a good deal, but I don't hunt for them like I used to. Right. I'm finally to the point where in my opinion, our collection is so massive that I I'm happy. 
it's like walking it's like walking down memory lane when you go down and look at it mm -hmm. i mean we have tie bombers we have darth vader's original um his original ship plus the power of the force version we have a tie interceptors we have vintage tie fighters we have the 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 vintage series tie fighters we have the power of the force tie fighters with, I can't remember what they were called. Remember when they made those like really to scale versions of them? It's, it's the one we have in the fighter scene hanging. What is that? I remember what that series is called. I have no they, idea. They tried to do it more to scale. Like they made, they supersized the X-Wing. Yeah. Because to scale, it wasn't really right for putting the three and three quarter action figures in them. Mm -hmm. In the original lines. They, they, they made them like what? Probably 16 or 18 inches long. They're mm -hmm. huge. And, you know, like, I, I mean, I see stuff like that. I'm like, that's, you know, that's cool. Um, we have, like, all the original. We have an original Y-Wing. We, we have original B-Wings. You know, we have some of this stuff. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm happy and content with what we got. Mm -hmm. That I would, like you said, never turned out a deal. But I don't go around hunting for them anymore like I used to. Right. Now, obviously, the... With with the new stuff, you know I like the pop figures, right? Do you do you? What are your thoughts on on stuff like that? Um, well, they're more like it's not like I'm a, uh, it's not like I'm opposed to pop figures. It's just that's your generation. Mm -hmm. It's just not my generation thing. It's not like right. I would say no to them. I just it's not my generation. Right. I I grew up on three and three quarters. Mm -hmm. Right. And. It, it's like your entire collecting is centered around that that size right so now I, and I of course if it's in the box that's that's everything yeah i mean that's why we we have the ewok village it's never been taken out of the box that's i mean maybe i should be saving that instead of the falcon right because right an Ewok village from 83 that's never been out of the box. Now, somebody opened the end flap. I'll be fully disclosed that, right? But if you open it, look in it, everything is still in the plastic packaging, including the inserts. I don't even know why they would open the end package, but they did. Mm -hmm. The end flap. But it's never been out of the box, never been played with. I mean, some of that's that's just... Or, you know, even if it's been out of the box, to have a box, like we have the Y-Wing box from, um, I think, is that Y-Wing Return of the Jedi? Or... Yes, yeah. Because To I have that box, I mean, we ha I know we have the battle-damaged X-Wing box. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually we got have that the, for you How about the Death Star? The Death Star from 78? Yeah. We have a complete Death Star not, with the box. Not only do we have a complete Death Star, but we have a very clean box. Very clean box. We have the original Star Destroyer with box. Um, we have a... What is the other one we have box? I'm thinking. Um, Dagobah. Got... We have Dagobah right. playset with the box. Think about it. Those boxes went into the trash 30 seconds after after the kids opened them for Christmas. The fact anyone ever saved the boxes is a miracle. Mm -hmm. Did any of them even exist, really? Right. So to have a box is crazy. Which is why that guy in England is reproducing them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Now, what do you think about like again? Obviously, another small portion of our collection is I have a couple of the the sideshow figures. You know, the hyper realistic 
you know, 12 inch figures. Is that just another thing that's like not your not your deal, or, or is that something you 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 would look closer at? Uh, I, th- I would say it's just not another not my deal. You know, like the original, the Chewie and the Darth Vader, mm-hmm. I, my twelve inch ones I had from when I was a kid. Yeah, they were not my favorite toys. I can't even believe they survived. Right. I didn't like them back then because again, I was totally addicted to three and three quarters. That's all. That's all I wanted was the little ones. Mm-hmm. Little action figures. I didn't even like them back then. It's not that I... I shouldn't say didn't like them. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah. Back then. They, they weren't what you were primarily playing with. They weren't. They weren't. So. Did you have any of the other 12-inch ones? Or was it just those two? It was just those two. And I don't even remember why I had those two. I just... Probably just... Probably, I bet you they were like stocking stuffers. That's what I was going to say. Or something. Because your, your grandma would probably just looking for anything. And those were probably, I, you know, those weren't desirable back then. Those were probably 99 cents on sale. Right. Really, and they are just stocking stuffers. Yeah. So, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. I think I think it's very, like I said, it, it's interesting to look back to, to how much it's changed over the last 45 years to go from, you know, the most undesirable marketing tool, if you will, you know, nobody wanted to touch it with a 10-foot pole to now it is actively sought after by every single toy maker in the world. Oh, to produce the Star Wars line? Oh, yeah. Oh, I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. They they probably beg, now Disney, of course, Mm -hmm. beg Disney to make the toys. I think... think Well, they make Pez dispensers, and I think all this, some of the dumb, I'm personally, in my opinion, some... Some of the dumb things they slap the name Star Wars on. Oh yeah, I mean it's you can't just slap Star Wars on everything. Like you your, can, your, your, and they do. Your other grandmother gave me Star Wars. I want to say they were Kleenex. Mm-hmm. I don't need Star Wars Kleenex. I but god them. damn it, if we don't still have, them. I haven't. Why? Because you never throw anything from Star Wars away. That's what I'm saying. But that's not something I would have actively gone out and got. Right. But I mean, look at, I mean, <laughs> we saved the original Pringles cans that you ate, right? Because there Hold were on. six of we, them. We ate. I think it was you ate, let's be honest. <laughs> but we have these, still have the six Pringle cans that they came out with because it's a set. Yeah. Remember when I had to beg Verizon when um, yeah. Force Awakens came out? And Verizon had that thing where they had the cardboard. Oh, the was, Google was, Cardboard. Was it VR? Yeah. Or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, it was Google Cardboard VR. I had to beg them to get all four of the different versions of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've told because this story. I, you know, I, I, my OCD is so bad. I, if I didn't have the set, I would spend my life looking for it. Yeah. So, and the funny thing is, I think you can find them on eBay now for relatively cheap. Probably they were, hand, they were handing them out like yeah, they're like handing they're them out. They're free. But remember, I'll never forget how much grief that guy gave us. Over yeah, not wanting to give me all four of them. Yeah, as if it wasn't literally just a piece of cardboard with two little lenses. And the guy had like boxes of hundreds and hundreds of them. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just silly, but I I think us walking in our in there with our Star Wars T-shirts on, right, kind of intimidated him. Right. So, So, eh, it is what it is. But anything, anything that's a set, I will always try to get the set. Mm -hmm. I, I want every piece of the set. 
Which is why I have to be careful getting a new action figure because then I want all of them. Right. Well, the good thing now is, and, and I don't even think you can call it a good thing. Depends on who you ask. At least me personally, they are totally disconnected waves of of figures, so they have no correlation to to each other. It's it's like okay, you've got like two Mandalorian figures, and then you've got like one Attack of the Clones. Fi- well, they don't they don't touch the prequels, and it, it drives right. me nuts. Uh, but, like, you'll have, like, two Mandalorian figures, two Obi-Wan figures, a Return of the Jedi figure, and, uh, and a, a New Hope figure. And that's your set. Right. That's your wave. That's your wave, right. And so, just to- random. Yeah, total disconnect. And, you know, two or three of them are garbage figures, but the other four, three or four, are, you know, actively sought after. So, it's... I, I think collecting now, and the other thing is, and, and Mike, Ken, and I have, have have talked to the. I talked about this at nauseum. Where action figures anymore, they stop making toys for kids. It's all for adults. It's for now. adults. Adult collectors. I'll never forget the greatest Saturday Night Live skit they ever did was when a Force Awakens came out, and they had those. They had like kids playing with the toys, mm-hmm. and then they had the adult collectors in there, and they were they were mocking. They were mocking the fact that, you know, that the guy would say, oh, you could just leave them in the box and never touch them. And I'm yep. thinking, oh, my God, this is hilarious. But they're talking about me. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> that's us. Wow. I'm laughing, but then I'm laughing at myself. So, right. But that's yeah. the truth. Toys. You're right. Toys today are made for adult collectors. They're not made for kids anymore. Yeah, well, because kids don't play with action figures. They you slap play. an iPad in front of their face and they're happy. Right. They don't you play put with them. anything else in front of them, it's like, well, I'd rather just have the video screen in front of me. Yeah. They're so, not made. They're not made. They're adult collect. You're absolutely right. I'm I'm very grateful that that I grew up when I did because I I I, I think I have the right to say I, I grew up at the very tail end of the the action figure era. Very tail so, end. Yes. So. Look and and I'll I'll I'll, t- I'll take that I'm 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 okay with that because I will always remember playing in the backyard with with my Star Wars action figures in in I in the Indiana Jones uh, mountain playset that I had. Mm-hmm. Still, we still have the box for that too. I you know what? <laughs> That's the one you, one thing you learn early on because we threw away the boxes when I was a kid. You never ever throw away the boxes for toys. Right. So, so I yeah I, I I will never forget playing in the backyard with the Star Wars toys, so and I'm I'm forever grateful that I at least got to experience that. Yep. So and and some of these kids have you know they don't care about action figures and yeah. it, it's sad to see. Yep. So, you know I'm surprised that you have not brought up the juggernaut of Lego. That's yeah. I could I could we could fill another hour and a half with with Lego. Right. I mean talking about toys for adults. Right. You know, when I was a kid, Legos were for kids. Not anymore. Adult collectors. No. Lego toys. I don't even know why I call it Lego toys. They should just call it Lego Lego for adults. Well, because... Like, you know the minimum age thing? Mm-hmm. It should be, like, 20. Well, and I, I think <laughs> Lego Lego's done a very... They, they, they've got a very smart business model. Yeah. Because they just have... Just make Star Wars. That's their model. Well, yeah. <laughs> but they've got... So that, you know, they've got every age range now mm-hmm. so you've, you've got your junior sets which are you know the the 110 piece set mm-hmm. that you know it's it's actually a play set mm-hmm. you've got your your um your standard lego mm-hmm. with 
and those are you know your your kind of models, but really play sets. Mm -hmm. And then you've got your eighteen plus sets, or like the the diorama sets, or the the my personal favorite, the Ultimate Collector series, mm -hmm. which the the UCS gunship, hands down favorite set of all time now. Well, it took so, you a week to build it. It took me three days. All right, it seemed it, like a week. Well, that's because you weren't happy about it sitting on the kitchen table. Yeah, we so, couldn't eat. Like we ever use it. Yes, we do occasionally. <laughs> Once or twice but, a year. Exactly. And that but, was going to be the time we used it. No, well, I, I, I ruined family dinner. You ruined family dinner. Right. But, yeah, I Lego, I, Lego has... If Lego ever goes out of business, I will, I will be shocked. Because they, they hit every... Because there are still kids that play with Legos. And That's it, probably one of the few things I think that kids play with. That is right, not not electronic. Right. It's and I think that's because you you actually have to take the time to to actually build it and mm -hmm. do it yourself. So as opposed to you know like a playset already coming ninety percent preassembled. Right. So. I I think like if Lego ever goes out of business, I'll I'll be shocked. So they won't. So you won't have to be shocked. Exactly. They're not going out of business. Like seriously, society could collapse. Food mm -hmm. riots, everything. There probably still be people carrying Legos. Mm -hmm. so. I I will be carrying my Ultimate Collector yeah. Series gunship. Right. But yeah, I in in you know uh, Lego fans because like I I try and dip my toe into everything just so I kind of know what's going on mm -hmm. with, around the collector's world. Um, but Lego fans have been very, very upset with Lego Star Wars the last yeah, year or Why so. Is that? Because they, they're making, you know, leaks happen all the time with Lego. Um, and I have no idea why. But, you know, we'll hear about like, oh, we're finally getting XYZ set. Like the, the thing that everyone wanted for so long was a Phase 2 Commander Cody. Mm -hmm. We haven't had a Phase 2 Cody up until... 22 days ago okay. august 1st and you know everyone complains about like oh well this part of this set should have been this like the 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 set that commander cody was in it was wow we're finally getting commander cody mm -hmm. and it was in the atte the the six-legged walker from right, right. from the prequels um and it was set supposed to be from event revenge of the sith on utapau and they included a spider droid but not a crab droid, which is the, you know, the, you see one of the clones run up and, and mm. kind of top down, yeah. gun it down. And they were mad that they didn't get a, a, a crab droid. Mm. It's very nitpicky in the Lego community. And Lego does not do themselves any favors. So like the UCS gunship, everyone wanted that to come with phase two Cody. So that, you know, this, we were rewinding about another year, but everyone wanted that set to have phase two commander Cody. And then when they announced it, and it was, you know, a Phase 1 Sergeant um, and, and a Mace Windu that was exclusive. Those were the exclusive figures to the set. And LEGO came back with, you know, oh, we don't want to make our figures that are only in these, you know, several hundred dollar sets that your average, you know, collector can't buy. Yet, you know, <laughs> the I'm not even going to get on that soapbox because... Lego Lego shoots themselves in the foot with the fans more more often than not with with some of the things they say. So in like the fact that we've got $160 Cad Bane's justifier now when they were going on about how Lego is they're going to keep it affordable 
mm-hmm. yet we've got a $160 set that, you know, and price per piece has gone off the wall. Yeah, nothing affordable about Lego. Right. You have to just want it, and you're willing to pay the prices. Yeah. Because the, the thing about Lego is it never depreciates in never. value. No. So, I mean, there there's a reason that the the, the original Cloud City set is a $4,000 set. It is? Yes. Wow, I didn't know that. Cloud City I didn't realize Boba- it had climbed that high. Yeah. Cloud wow. City Boba Fett is, is a, I think it's a $1,000 figure now. Wow. It was the original Boba Fett figure, um, but it was the first figure to have arm printing. So he had his shoulder pauldrons and he had his wrist rockets. Really? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. Wow, $1,000 for Boba Fett. Yeah. It's, okay. it's arguably one of the most sought after minifigures. Hmm. So, well, uh, it's funny you bring up upset Lego fans because I was just thinking of something else while you're doing that. Um, you know, we talked about restoring like the Falcon, mm-hmm. and I told you I'm gonna read, I've restored every every one of the adapts I have is restored, right? Um, I had come to find out later after I had done those that that is the kiss of death in the Star Wars collecting world because mm-hmm. it's not the original stickers oh yeah and, and i didn't know that at the time but then I, I started to think of it in terms of you know obviously you know we i have i love cars i've restored three or four of them mm-hmm. and i'm thinking to myself you know if it's if you had like a a vintage camaro or something and it was junk right People will spend years taking apart every single piece, making it perfect, and putting the car back together really better than it even came out of the factory. Mm -hmm. They're so perfect, right? And that's totally acceptable. And that will, uh, you know, sometimes make the car worth 20 times what it was worth. Yeah. But you do the same thing to a toy, and all of a sudden... It's worthless. It's worthless. I'm like, I don't understand... We, you can restore cars. I mean, think about what, you know, uh, like American pickers. You know, they're always yeah. picking toys. You know, those guys are picking these toys. Some of them are restored. You know, they, they fix them up, they clean them up, and they, they sell them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I've never said why Star Wars toys of all of them are like that lone exception. People restore Tonka toys. I, I love the videos of them redoing the, yeah. the old Tonka toys and stuff. And I... I understand why that's okay and that's acceptable and that you know will quadruple the value of a Tonka truck. You do the same thing to uh, a Millennium Falcon, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, 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 what do you, what's that? It's I, I think it's because it, 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 you've got a few bad apples that are are trying to pass it off as I have a pristine, you know, Millennium Falcon. You're right. It's always about greed. I get that. Right. So I would be honest about it, as I've been on this this podcast. That yeah, they're restickered. They're not the original stickers. The guy who did them, boy, you would not be able to tell this wasn't an original sticker set. He did a fantastic job. Right. You, you know, I even have the reproduction instructions. Mm-hmm. As you know. Which they look exactly like. I actually have a couple of original instructions that are perfect condition. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones we have sealed in the Ziploc bags. Yeah. Right. And um, this guy did just to reproduce them. They're they're fantastic, just like the box guy again from England. Yeah. 
Um, but he owes you he owes you some plugs, man, because you I mean you, right. you plugged him three times, but I would disclose it. Not that we'd ever sell them, right? But and, I would disclose it. But you're right. There's shady people that would, you know, hey, look, I got a whatever piece of the Death Star. You know what I mean? And it's totally original because our Death Star is restickered. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that or not. The tower is had stickers on it. Mm-hmm. You know, the elevator tower. Yeah, I restickered the top of it where where it's supposed to be. I believe, if I remember correctly, isn't it's supposed to be the uh, tractor beam, yeah. Know, or Obi Wan goes around at the top. That stickers. I restickered it. There's right. not a lot of stickers on that particular one, but I would disclose that. I'd be like, look, that's not the original stickers, right? And like you said, actually, wait, hold on. Isn't the Death Star? Didn't we get reproduction foam for the trash compactor? That's yes. not original. Yes, because the foam we got with it, we touched it and it immediately disintegrated. Yeah. It was so dry. It was. There's no way to save it. Right. But the Dinoga is original, but you're right. The foam is also not original, but the guy, the, the guy we got it from meticulously cut it exactly like the original. You'd be hard pressed to tell. I could actually probably pass that off as original. Mm-hmm. Nobody would know if I didn't disclose it. The guy did a fantastic job of reproducing it. Right. And, and you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's not like it matters because none it of this stuff ma- is, we're, no, we're never going to sell any of Never going to sell it anyway. So it's not like it matters in, in the least bit. Yeah. Your mom always jokes about selling it, but no. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, I would rather have something that looks perfect and looks original than have some dilapidated, you know, yellowed yeah. piece of garbage sitting on the shelf. I want it to look like it did when it was brand new in 1978, 79, 80, whenever it came out. Right. I want it to look new. So I, you know, if somebody gets, uh, rubs them the wrong way because it's not some 40-year-old sticker that looks like crap, then so be it. No. And so it, be it. And the other thing about that is, is it's funny. If you could have something that's totally original in 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 horrible condition, it'd be worth just as much as something that's reproduction and restickered. Mm-hmm. Because you know, nobody wants to put the value on on something that's. that's I reproduction. actually would. I actually would argue that if you put them side by side, even disclosing the one that's been redone, I bet you the one that's restored would sell first. It would probably sell first, but I don't think that it would be any higher value. No, no. I, if you put them equal value on a table Mm -hmm. you know at a flea market or something just somewhere random and fully disclosed this one is complete but you know it's original that's why it looks a little worn right this one is also complete and original but it's been restored they're both hundred dollars but you know xyz piece Mm -hmm. i bet you the one that's totally restored would sell first yeah i agree so it, it it's only there there's it's it's just like anything else, just like with the Legos. Always going to be a couple of naysayers that go, "Oh no, 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 I can't." You didn't include that action figure in your set, so that Lego set's ruined. Right? They're still buying them by the millions. They're they must not be that upset about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Lego reported uh, record sales last quarter. Well, record so. sales. Yeah, and when we were doing that <laughs> pandemic thing, they were probably killing it. In sales because everybody was stuck at home and they were like nothing to do for six months or however long everything was closed. Mm-hmm. Amazon was still willing to deliver you Legos. I bet you was, they were killing it in sales. Yeah. So, yeah, they're not going anywhere. Right. So, yeah, I 
I don't know. I think I think the whole reproduction versus original argument is it should just be null and void. It should. You wouldn't think anything of buying a reproduction grill for a '69 Camaro, right? Mm -hmm. That was actually a hundred percent exact, like the original one. You wouldn't think anything of it. So why is buying a reproduction chin gun that's exactly like the original one exactly mm -hmm. be any less? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I Star Wars fans. That's literally, that's all you can. That's all that's you, have all to you say. can say. Yep. Is it, but that's okay. There, there's no, there's no one who hates. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. There's no one who hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. <laughs> there's probably a lot of truth to that too, because your average moviegoer watches it and goes, "Oh, you know, it was either an okay movie or it's okay, yeah. you know." But the true fans are the ones that nitpick it and take it apart, right? Yeah, and so and like, we're all we were, guilty of it. What was a joke I told you last night? Like out of the blue. Totally, out, I mean, we weren't even no. talking about Star Wars. And what did I say out of the blue? Yeah, why was the, the tractor beam on the... Why in the hell was the switch to turn the tractor beam off on the other side of the tower? Like right. Where you could fall like, you know, 4,000 feet. Why didn't he? Just, why didn't Lucas put it on the other side of the bridge? Suspense. I get it, right. <laughs> but it is suspense, but it makes more sense. Why in the hell did you make the old monk guy... Walk around the little, like, three-inch wide. And why was the walkway only, like, six inches where you had to inch around? Well, and why wouldn't turn the tractor beam off? I, I know, but what if they had to repair it? You know, maybe it spun you know, around and nobody knew. All I'm thinking is that was an OSHA nightmare, right? OSHA goes in and sees that. That's a work. That's a workplace violation there. You, you think Sheev's going to have anything to say about, about yes. OSHA coming yes, in there? Yes, I think. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's the only people, that's the only organization that Palpatine was afraid of was OSHA. Don't yeah. mess with OSHA, man. They'll get you. <laughs> yeah. They'll, they'll shut your whole Death they'll Star shut down. Your, oh, they'll shut this Death Star down today, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you know, here's another thing. You're talking about only Star Wars fans, right? I've rewatched it because somebody, I saw it somewhere on, a, uh, maybe it was an Instagram or a TikTok. And it's a hundred percent true. At the in the trench scene, when Darth Vader is about to blast Luke Skywalker, and you and Han Solo obviously flies in and shoots the other Tie Fighter, and it smacks the smacks him out of the way. Right? Mm -hmm. He fires before that happens, and I right. think they even asked they might have asked Lucas or somebody about it. You know, he technically fires the guns. You see him pushing the triggers. And the laser's coming out before, before Han shoots, shoots him. Yeah. How did it not hit Luke? He had him locked up. It had him. He had him locked up on on radar, or whatever they would call it. Right. You know, weapons lock on him. Mm -hmm. How did he not get him? Maybe Luke and subconsciously I, used the force. I, I think it was. Um, um, oh boy, was it Kasdan or somebody? They asked two, and they said, "Just don't worry about it." He's—he's he's actually that sounds about right. He said Mark something Kasdan. about, "Yeah, like just don't worry about it," or something like that. But yeah, it's a, it's clearly a fluke, right? right? I mean, the, the one of the best scenes of the Death Star is when the stormtrooper bangs his head on the door, and they yeah. left it in the movie. They left it in the movie. Not only did they leave it in the movie, but they also added a sound effect for it in the special edition, right? And so, and they made a callback to it in Attack of the Clones when Jango Fett bangs his head off the 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 sliding door of Slave One. 
Right. So, I mean, again, you're right. Star Wars fans are the worst critics of Star Wars. Most people don't care. They just yeah. don't care. You know what I mean? It's just like you'd have to point that out to them to see that. So, yeah, I, I, I will never forget. <laughs> so my birthday this year, I went over to, to, to Jess's house and, and, you know, it was one of those things where I had worked all day and he was like, hey, come over. You're leaving tomorrow to go go on a go on a trip. Uh, let's let's watch Star Wars. I'm like, man, well, shit, sign me up. Mm-hmm. Um. So we, we watch Revenge of the Sith, and I feel so bad for, for Jess and Maria because it was every five minutes, if if even that long. Mm-hmm. Um, where it was just like, hey, by the way, did you know that in this scene, this was, you know, this is actually what happened, and here's a little bit of backstory to either the behind the scenes or, you know, to the actual, like, canonical lore of the story. I feel bad for watching Star Wars with people who don't know anything about Star Wars. Because I know you and I do it all the time. Or we'll just we'll bounce trivia off each other. And you, obviously we've seen it a thousand times, but you know mm-hmm. I, I it, it always like it, it takes me a while to think about it. It's like, oh, this person doesn't have an encyclopedia level knowledge of, of Star Wars like I do. So Yeah, your mom if it's on TV, I think she cringes because I cannot help myself. But at the end of Revenge of the Sith, when you're going to have the, the Battle of the Heroes on Mustafar, mm-hmm. I repeat every single line. Yeah. My allegiance is to the Republic, to democracy. <laughs> and yeah. your mom's like, oh, my gosh. I, I mean, every word. Oh, yeah. You know this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I when when Because we just just Maria and I watched Revenge of the Sith. And uh, I, I like before we even started the movie, I was like, look, I'm going to apologize right now. I know it's annoying. I know it pisses people off. I'm going to quote 90% of this movie. I I could close my eyes and watch the entire movie in total silence. And I could just play it in my head. Because I've seen it so much. I, I, I know this isn't toy related. I got right. a little off. But this, I, I'd, be, I'd be lying if I said that I don't try to figure out ways to insert Star Wars lines into real life. Yeah, I do the same thing. I do thing. it all the time. I, I'm, I'll be 100%. I will cop to it. I'm guilty as charged that I will figure out ways to, to figure, you know, put it in, figure out like lines from Star Wars to put in, like in real life yeah. when I'm talking to people. I do that all the time. I, I mean, and it, it drives my coworkers nuts. Granted, I, I try not to do it for Star Wars because that's really all they know me for is like, ah, he's the Star Wars guy. Um, I, I've got a, a folder of my my second behind Star Wars. I know hard to believe there's something other than Star Wars that I thoroughly enjoy is Futurama. Um, I have a folder of 505 as of today's recording, August 22nd, 2022. 505 different gifts that I use as responses. I haven't said a real word in our group chat in work since March of this year. Oh, Every boy. single response has been a Futurama gift, but I do the same wow. thing with Star Wars with other people. It drives them equally as nuts because I, again, that encyclopedia level knowledge, I can, I can think of a line, find the GIF or the picture or what have you, and then send that as my response as opposed to typing it out. 
because you know if you say it or you t in in a text or, or even just talking to you know in conversation it'll go right over their head if you use something you know that's not obviously a star like it's not an i am your father level quote which everybody but, knows right? exactly so but like if if i were to say you know a surprise to be sure but a welcome one and you would just think i'm dumb and i'm, I'm talking in a weird way but if I send the the gif or the picture of, of Palpatine, then you know it's a Star Wars quote. And it doesn't sail right over your head like a lead balloon. So Exactly. I do the same thing. But I think that's a good place to wrap it up. I know we got a little bit off topic there towards the end. We've been going for about an hour and a half. So, But I appreciate you coming and hanging out with me for, for a little bit. Uh, real quick before I let you go, I obviously got to do the the whole gambit here. Uh, make sure Inflatable Falcon, me, Ken, Mike, Wednesday nights at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, check out the uh, the Forces Behind Star Wars with, with Ken and, and the Rad Batch there. Uh, I don't know when they're doing their next episode, but if you haven't already, go check out their episode of Ken uh, when they, they talk about Kenobi. Um, that's I think that was episode 24, I think it was. But yeah, definitely go go check out everything the, that the Rad Batch has been putting out over there from the forces behind Star Wars. And uh, yeah, the the Unifying Phantom Network with again the Inflatable Falcon, the Beskar Bucket, and the forces behind Star Wars. Check out check out all of our our different avenues here. I'm not on every show, but I'm on at least two of the three. But uh, Dan, thank you so much for chatting with me. It was my pleasure. That's so, what I'm here for. I hope I hope you had more fun. I when I set out this originally, my 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 goal was to kind of, you know, display other creators and and what better creator than the creator of me? So, I am your father. All right. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the Best Scar Bucket. Be sure to check out my my conversations with Ken and Jess from from our previous episodes. This has been the latest episode of the Best Scar Bucket. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening.